Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Welcome to episode 121. That is one, two, one. It is the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I am delighted to welcome Wolverhampton Wanderers correspondent, Mr. Timothy Spears. Tim, Wolverhampton Wanderers are officially seventh in the Premier League, the highest finish of a newly promoted team since 2001. One game away from European football. That was the number seven song by Storybots. We are in full Nickelodeon. Sorry, sorry by who? Storybots. <laughs> we are in full Nickelodeon party mood. Spears, how the devil are you, my fine friend? Uh, what did you search on YouTube to find that song? I searched number seven song, <laughs> children's edition, and found number seven uh, songs by Storybot. 721,000 views, 447 likes, 85 dislikes. Oh, 86, are you online now? Huh? <laughs> so uh, what did you think? I mean, there were lots of cool number seven songs, but I felt that this was very apt for the podcast. You've got like a little little white... White bit in your beard, it's just distracted me. You're an idiot. Where? Is it fluff? <laughs> but I, I'm bit, Bum fluff. Now that I've said it out loud, I'm wondering if it might be some little grey hairs popping oh, through. Oh, no. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Gets camera on, reverses camera straight at me. It's, it's just it's just in the middle of your chin. I, I don't want to suggest what it might be, but... <laughs> Yog- it's yoghurt, maybe? Should be kind, so yoghurt or toothpaste. Right, we've had complaints about this not being a family po- podcast. I'm you not can't sa- start. I'm not this. saying anything. Well, what are you saying? What's saying it could be then? I'm ice j- cream. Yes. Yes, ice cream. Um, what, what's happening? What's happening? We are seventh. We're seventh, baby. Ah. Uh, Can you quite believe it? Yes. We. What, what was your What was your mood watching the game last night? Didn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> you, <laughs> just, you just had some tweets lined up ready to go. Yeah, I did. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So very good. Yes, notice that. Excellent news. Uh, well, you know, it's got to be announced, isn't it? Um, you, you said you want you kind of wanted to draw on Liverpool to be in the box seat come yes. come Sunday. Yeah, just um, to both worlds. Well, in contrast to a lot of people, I'd prefer Liverpool to win the title personally. And don't you love seeing misery? On Merseyside, don't you love seeing Liverpool fans cry no. and tear up? Only winning, only losing one game a season. They quite enjoy it. I hate, I hate this this notion that they've kind of bottled it or blown it. Well, they haven't bottled it. No. They'll be this the third highest points title in Premier League history. I think I'm right in saying. Wouldn't win it last but, year. But um, no, wouldn't win it last year. Spot on. I, no, I kind of want. I, I really, really fancy Wolves to do something on Sunday, and I kind of wanted them to create some drama yes. by denying Liverpool the title 
Um, I don't think that'll be the case now. But um, well, we discussed this off air. There will still be drama because at Liverpool, let's fingers crossed, they're done. But if Liverpool score first, then they are in yeah, the box yeah. seat at that point, and then all eyes will be on Brighton if it's still nearly oh, like yeah, twenty it's minutes. Th- yeah, it's still and there, and the atmosphere is going to be great. I do think it might it might be punctured by a couple of early Man City goals. We'll get to this later. Yes, but um, but it's going to be a fan- fantastic occasion to to be to be part of. Mm. Um, Liverpool going for the title on the last day of the season for the first time in what thirty years probably. Yeah. So um, I can't wait. I mean, at the start of this season, we said that tenth to twelfth would yes. be a fantastic yes, that's achievement. Yes, right. that's right. And now we are sat here saying that they finished seventh with a yeah. game to spare. Which mm. with a game to spare. Yeah. That's some. I mean, you can't, you can't wax lyrical more about this team. You can't, and I just can't believe the way it's come about. Because we said a few weeks ago, we looked at Wolves' fixtures, and we we saw this last day trip to Anfield looming, and we were like, they can't need a result on the last day. No. they've got to finish seventh before then. But then after they lost to Southampton and drew with Brighton, it kind of looked quite unlikely at that stage. So to flip it on its head, I can't I can't say it enough, and I've said it a few times in in articles, but I'm so impressed with the character of this team, mm. to bounce back from Wembley and then a couple of iffy results thereafter. Exactly. To win three on the spin while others around them falter and now they've guaranteed seventh and I was saying this to you earlier, probably an 80% chance of Europe now. You, yeah. re- you reckon maybe higher? But if, I, it was I, the bookies, if it was the bookies deciding those odds, it would be a 92% chance of Europe. I give, I give Man City an, an 80-20 split with Watford to win that final. Mm-hmm. That's how close Wolves are to Europe now. And it's um, it's it it still feels like a dream, and you feel that a lot from fans really that nobody quite believes this is happening. And it's going to take a while to sink in if if uh, if Europe's what happens. I mean, judging by the teams that they've beaten and held this season, yes. they are they just they deserve European football because of because of the magnitude of those games and how they've performed. I think you know they haven't just beaten. Eight to forty, eight to twentieth, and struggled against the top six as everybody else does. They've really earned that. I don't think anyone can begrudge them European football. No, well, it's rule, apart from Watford. Rules are the rules, and if Watford finish eighth and lose the cup final and don't get into Europe, then that would be incredibly harsh on yeah. Watford, yeah. who almost done. You can't really do much more than that. Mm. Um, but Wolves, for what they've done, you're right, and I think they'll. I think well. We'll discuss this next week when we know, mm-hmm. but I think they'll grace the European stage. They're not just there to make up the numbers, as a lot of teams have done in the past. Yeah, you can name check a lot. Um, Birmingham City would be one. Oh, <laughs> Get that straight in there. Straight in there. Um, but you know, Burnley, uh, West Ham, mm-hmm. Southampton in the past. You know, they've not really added perhaps a huge amount of competition. No. Millwall, etc. Hull, mm-hmm. but I Hull. Did they get in? Yeah. Um, you're nodding at me, it's, it's a podcast. Um, I think Wolves will grace Europe and embrace it, and I think they could do something in that competition. I agree, and like you say, the character to... I think when we all went to Southampton and you were in a dog of a mood at Southampton, <laughs> <laughs> to come back from that is, is, is stunning, no, really. No, it, it is, and I, I said this on the video on Saturday, I, I, I feel like it's a much bigger achievement than last year. You know, Winning the title with 99 points was fantastic. But it's not uh, a sort of a unique achievement, whereas this is becoming um, the realms of unique. I know mm. promoted teams have done very well in the past, but as you said earlier, it's 2001 was the last time a promoted team finished this high on the table. But it's so much harder to do it now with the established top six, yeah. with all the money that everybody's got around you, to finish best of the rest, your first season in the league. And for it not to be a fluke, it's not a one-off. That's why, we'll talk about this later, but... Comparisons with Burnley for me are, are way off the mark. 
way, and, way um, off the mark. And this just feels like a natural step in the in Wolves' evolution. You know, they want to be a European team. It's come a little bit earlier than expected, but you feel like they'll embrace it and they'll um, they'll methodically work their way around it. And look, like you say, you know, we've got to wait for a couple of weeks to see if they are guaranteed European football. However, I still still can't get my head around this notion of, of, of people saying. I don't think I don't want Europe. I mean, well, like you say, you cannot give or you, you can't choose when no, you go you to Europe. They could have a as good, if not better, season next year and finish tenth. You, you just don't know that. You just don't know that. You know the, how other teams perform, and uh, this is a fantastic chance. You've got to take it. Well, we'll see on May the eighteenth, won't we, at seven thirty p.m. Just how much it actually means, and I think you'll get every single Wolves fan supporting Man City that day. I see how much it means because because you'll be a legless guy. Oh, <laughs> you, you. But it's all gonna. Ha- it's if if they're in, it's all gonna happen so quickly because yeah. the, the draws in June, mid June. Wow. And then the qualifiers are late July, <laughs> five days after China is the first qualifier. I mean, we think we've had a busy year this year, right? <laughs> if, you, if you fast forward to the, our two shot from in Kazakhstan somewhere after we've just been for a week in China no, we're going to look no, weathered we, we were just discussing this in the office mm. we, I think we want a trip to Kazakhstan it was five days after China because we can go no, straight there no one but wants if, a trip to Kazakhstan no I know no one wants one very but. nice <laughs> but if we um, if, if Wolves get paired with a team in Finland for yes, example they yes. have to go from China to Finland oh, it's a steady commute as, as Derek Bish Deputy Sports Editor just said in the office, you, you, this is this is where you want Ruben Kazan. Mm. This is East, Eastern European territory in, in the first away game. Oh, good point, and good then it's point. just a short little hop across the border, isn't it? The the China Russia border, which is well well travelled. No problem with visas, no problem. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Can you imagine? So um Maccabee Tel Aviv away. <laughs> but this is Cheeky it. Trip to this Israel. is it, right? I'll um I'll tweet tweet a picture out of the podcast if it allows, but I was just looking through the list of teams that have already qualified. There are some Dog teams on are there. there. Are some, there. Honestly, some gash. Oh. Some stuff you've never heard of in your life. Gash. Um, That's a word we need to bring back on this podcast. If there was ever a podcast <laughs> to bring back the word gash, this there, is it. There's some ba- not not even bang average. Bang average is, is doing these teams a, a kindness. Really? There are some, yeah, far flung teams that I've never heard of that's in the stage you smash but that's these, it but that's the adventure you smash these te- yeah and you smash some of these p- teams to pieces and then you get into the into the group stages they can do whatever they want yeah totally yeah oh. no exactly yeah well we, so, we all so. hope so like I said there's a very very good chance that this is going to happen now so we'll all wait until the 18th of May it will be just Watford it will be typical Watford this season to put the kibosh on walls but I don't, not I, I, baby. I'm not sure I'm not sure it's going to happen I don't think it is um, are you being fully converted now to a wrestling fan after Saturday, are you now a Sim Cara fan? So it's just it's totally it can't. Oh, like, you can you can slag him uh, off now. He's gone. Now he's gone back to Mexico. He's, now. A, he's, he's, big he's a big guy. I saw you. I saw you on the side. Oh yeah, Mr. Sin Cara, I'm a big fan. I really like you. I think you're fantastic. I like the way you dive off the top ropes and make those for superb. Anyway, I did snap suplex. Okay, right. I, I didn't meet it. A little bit of an arm lock. <laughs> it's just it kind of went over my head to be honest. Um, and then we just kept. I kept looking to my left during the match, and the press box is next to the director's box. And you had five rows in the director's box. You know, there's a dress code in there. Yeah, you've got to look smart. Yeah. Five rows of suits, yeah, and then this Burke in a mask, right, <laughs> right, for the whole game. And he was, oh, you call me Burke now? It was uh, built like a brick. S H I T. I was calling him Burke when he's in when he's back in Texas. He was uh, he was there all throughout the game. He stayed afterwards. He wasn't mm. in a rush to go off. I think mm. he enjoyed his day. Uh, I was in the mix zone interviewing the players after the game. 
took quite a while because it was all families around. About two hours after full time, mm. this guy just walks through the mix zone. He's got, he's got a name. Still got he's his got a mask name. on. He's got a name. Sin Kari, can't call him this guy or chat wrestling chap or whatever. Else you <laughs> talk, him. But he never takes his mask off. Oh yeah, so, so tell the story about about um, eating time. Well, eating appa- time. well, apparently, even if he has to eat, he doesn't eat in front of other people. Um, he'll go and eat on his own, so, so he can take his mask off. I mean, I, <laughs> he might not be the best looking of guys, really, if, if he's uh, if he's that intent on hiding his appearance. I will tell you but, what, some of the birds I've dated, I wish I could have given them a mask. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, but, but very unusual. In fact, the whole the whole day was bizarre. You had Nuno. With the gown and the hat, getting mm. his, his doctorate. Yes, um, I'll come on to that. Extremely surreal. Mm. And then you had the subs as well. I know we're going to talk about that as well. Subs coming on for 10 seconds. Just, you give you give my podcast away, man. <laughs> but it was a very it was a very surreal day. Uh, very quiet in the stands. It was not It was like a testimonial, it felt mm. like to me. But that's why I was so glad that Wolves kind of ignored those carnival distractions. Yes, and they were. They were very much so. And got on with the job. I thought it was quite a professional performance. Uh it was very good. Let's go on to hot or not, then. Hot or not. Uh, first hot of Wolverhampton Wonders 1, Fulham nil is said Dr. Nuno. Yeah, Dr. nice. Dr. Nuno. Nice. Um, yeah, quite a bizarre uh, doctor. You know, what, what, do you, what do you get? An honorary, honorary doctor from the Wolverhampton College? What yeah. was it? From University of Wolverhampton? Master of Communications, as we, as we, were, was, as we, as we were jesting beforehand. I thought it was but, sport. Um, I thought it was a doctor in no, sport. No, well, I'm just joking. Oh, OK. Uh, Yes, some kind of... <laughs> there we go, pennies dropped. Okay. Some kind of doctorate in sports. Yes. Yeah. And Bully behind him. Bully was there. Uh, John Goff from the, from the board was there. I presume that they've also been inducted. Um, Into the Hall of Fame. As a, yeah. Uh, unusual. Normally when you when you graduate and you get your gown, you're straight to the pub, straight after that. For me, anyway. I don't really remember my graduation. Yeah. but um, I missed my graduation. Did you? Yeah, so I was in, Dis- in Disney World. Of course you were. I'd already booked a trip to Disney World, so I just had to pick up the certificate through of the post. Of course, that is... What? That I is... swear down, there's trips in Orlando. Hang on, you got a degree. Oh, you I tell you what, <laughs> one more degree than you've got. Sports science. Oh, it's embarrassing, <laughs> sports science. Goodness me. What did you do with your with your third in sports science? Where, wow, where did you it was two on all the way. <laughs> two weekends in three years I stayed at that university. <laughs> Pulling burrow all over the place, having paddies every time they're lost. No, um, fair play. It's not. It's. Um, but he was very honoured about it and very moved, very touched. Nuno, this wasn't something. Tell, sometimes was, you go through the was, emotions. He was, yeah, he was touched and humbled, and it's nice to get awards like this and recognise what he's done for the city because it's easily forgotten, really, how much this the mentality of people in the city has been transformed as well. You know, people who have never been football fans in their life or watching Wolves games now, and it's kind of captured the imagination of the whole the whole place, really. And with the massively off topic, but. With all the work that's going no, on, not like this podcast. <laughs> all the work that's going on in the city at the moment, the redevelopment work um, in and around the city, the train station, mm. etc. New bars popping up, which I'll, I'm going to try and get you to at some point. New bars. Look at the eyebrows raising. I'll, well, I'll take you to one. Parisian's like, very, Parisian's very nice. Oh, that that one with the flowers there, and stuff, it? the pinky one. Cocktail bar. Yeah, I like that. It's not Decent. too bad. Yeah, there's, yeah. As soon as there's flames there, it's good. There was a there was a dress code. I'm happy. Anyway, yeah. There's a bit of a regeneration of the city going on, and, and if are there more new bars coming up? Are there? There are there are a couple of new ones. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll um, see. So, good, really good that he's his contribution to the wider city has, has been recognised. Well. Do you feel like he's gone past now, um, him being a, a former Wolves manager, and he's now one of the most you know, he's going to get heroes. Well, he's a hero now. Whatever happens, he's a hero coming back to, to Wolverhampton. Um, he is always going to be a hero. He's more than that. He's, he's a demigod 
at the moment. Is he? He's one level down from God status. Do you think he's that? He's huge though. Do you think he's that big? Do you think that whatever he does now, he can't. He's always going to be held in such high regard. If he if he left Wolves for a big club, let's a say a big club this summer, mm-hmm. then his reputation would not be tarnished too much. I think everyone can see he's special. Yes, and is is an exceptional football manager that can manage at the high, at the very highest level. Mm. Now, Foson and Wolves' fans hope that that's with Wolves because that's the ambition that they have. But more realistically, he may he may leave in the next couple of years. So I'd say that's more more likely than him staying and taking Wolves to. Premier League title, yeah. for example. Yeah. But we'll see. But we'll see. But when when that moment comes, mm-hmm. he's universally loved. There is no criticism of this guy. No. He has this kind of mythical aura and status, and that will remain undimmed. And you look like he's I got predict. a very strong say in not just, you know, obviously selects a team, but, but also in transfers, and, and they, they, you know... He liaises, yeah. you know, very high, you know, with all the all the top hierarchy. Yeah, he's a head, he's a head coach, but he plays his part. You mm. know, we, we know how much he likes a small squad, and, and he likes control, and he's got control. And sometimes, if you go to another bigger club, and you've got a director of football there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you've got a lot of people, a lot of fingers in pie, sometimes you don't have that, and yeah. you can guarantee you that Foson are going to spend a lot of money on keeping him there. And I think he's very well paid, and he's enjoying his job, and he's thoroughly enjoying it. Absolutely, and I've got to say at this point, his, his backroom team deserve as much credit as you can possibly give them. It cannot go overstated enough that Wolves have had two injuries of three weeks or more this season. That is phenomenal. It's unbelievable. It's probably unheard of. It yeah. would, I'm not sure what stats are kept uh, for, the, for injuries, but two injuries at the club of three weeks or longer throughout the whole season... Mm-hmm. Which has enabled them to use 19 players, well, 21, but realistically, enabled them to use 19 players. It's enabled the players to improve. This is what Nuno says. You know, they work together every day. They know they're going to be in the match day squad. They work closely with each other. It's a close knit squad. Um, the, whatever they do. Who are the two players? Jota? This, this kind of Jota, uh, maybe Cavalero as well, I think. And oh, then oh, yeah. Johnny was injured with Spain, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure that, that necessarily counts. And Traore arrived with an injury, so that doesn't really count. No, no one else has got injured all season. It's phenomenal. I don't know what kind of voodoo magic they use at Compton Park, but what, well, I know there's, there's much more to it than that. It's no coincidence. Mm-hmm. They do an awful lot of work on preventing injuries. Yeah. And my God, has it worked this season? Absolutely stunning. And, and, and that's a, a huge reason why they behind the success. Yeah. If they had four injuries in February, they'd oh. be screwed. Oh, 100%. Absolutely screwed. Yeah. But not only are they are they not injured, they're fit and flying. Well, They've had a second wind in the past few weeks as well. They don't look knackered I to me. I know they're finishing strongly in games. They, they really Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Uh, one person who, who runs his heart off from start to finish, who is on the hot. So Dr. Nuno is number one. Number two from the hot list is Diogo Jota. Yeah, he, had, he just did everything but score on Saturday. He's... He's flying, he's in the form of his life, he looks fearless, he's taking shots on from all angles, hit the woodwork once, had another one tipped just wide. Shame that he dived, no need for that. Has he got to, but, has he got to be careful of that? Yeah, he'll get a reputation. Um, then Raheem Sterling's got a reputation and everybody no, seems to forget well, about that. Yeah, but what about that Bournemouth game on Saturday where King... King, nice, nice little noise emanating from your throat there. Um, King went down under that Eric Dyer challenge. Yeah. And Dyer should have had a second yellow, but he didn't even give a foul. And King, I'm not be funny, but we've seen it a lot of times in Wolves matches alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's prone to falling to the floor. So I, w- when watching that Bournemouth game on Saturday, I, and Bournemouth weren't getting the decisions, I, I thought they're suffering from their reputation here. Right. So yeah, there's definitely an element of that. 
I, and I felt sorry for him because he got absolutely poleaxed yes. in the last minute at Watford, right? And then the first five minutes of the next game, he's probably thinking, do I have to really try and earn this penalty mm-hmm. seeing as I got taken out and assaulted mm-hmm. in injury time at the last game and didn't get a penalty? So he's kind of thinking maybe I need to, maybe, maybe that's part of his thinking. Yeah. I need to exaggerate this a bit more. But um, the referee... Uh, the only thing he got right all game, by the way. John, Jonathan Moss, awful referee performance. Oh, yeah. but, um, but he was right, it was a dive. Dr. Nuno, Jota and João Moutinho. Mm. Another sensational mm. game from the beautiful mm. maestro himself. The midfield maestro mm. is João Moutinho. Mm. Mm. Swallow, Don't swallow just that. swallow my coffee, sorry. Your coffee? <laughs> oh, João. Oh, wow. Just phenomenal. He created, directly created, six chances on Saturday. Six. Wow. And then he was indirectly involved in the goal with his pass to Doherty. Yeah. He was indirectly involved with that first chance in the first half when Jota just had it tip wide. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Corners on point, crosses, through balls. He runs the game. He completely owns that middle third of the pitch. He's tenacious and creative. At the same time, he's like an aggressive ballet dancer. Yeah, he can do everything. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He's one of the best players I've ever seen in the Wolf shirt. And um, the switch to three five two has, has um, freed him up even more. And since Christmas, he's been exceptional. Mm-hmm. And he's without doubt my player of the season. Well, I was going to come to come on to that now. Uh, let's let's go straight. Uh, one of the polls I put out today: Who is your Wolves player of the season? Three names or three contenders who will be. Up for up for the gong a week on Tuesday night. Diogo Jota, Jean Moutinho and Raul. It was announced after the one 0 win. Next week, next week. Next week. Next yeah. Tuesday. Week on oh yeah, week, next Tuesday. Um the current betting or the current uh poll results so far is current betting. Current betting. I've got it on my <laughs> on my brain. Uh Diego Jota thirteen percent, Raul fourteen percent, and Jean Moutinho seventy three percent. You wow. think he's gonna run a runaway winner for you? How many votes did you get there? Uh nine hundred and sixty. Is that it? Um, wow, that's <laughs> unbelievable! You should have put it out from the Express and Star account. Oh, yeah. Like a few more votes. <laughs> what a douchebag! It's got to be. It's got to be. Look at this guy. I think Jimenez is is not not so much tailed off. He's still found the score sheet twice against Watford, but yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say it again. He's tailed off slightly in the in the past few weeks. Sco- found the score oh, twice against. Oh, right, okay, okay. Right. Um, Jota. Phenomenal. If, if, Jota's not a dark horse here. Jota's had a no. superb second half of the season. If, if the award was from December to May, Jota would win it for me. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's from August to May. And in the Did first, you had a slowish no, start. no. But Jota first fourteen games, no goals, no assists. Who decides on this and play pe- of the pe- season? Pe- people questioning this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they're leaving it up to the fans, aren't they? Right. Okay. No, there's there's a players' award. Yes. And then the main award is, as in players' vote. Mm-hmm. The main award is the, is the fans' vote. It'll, it'll be Moutinho, both, I'm sure For it. both, do you say? Moutinho, um, I thought for the players, he demands massive respect. There's always a slight room. differential between the top three of the fans and the players' vote. Yeah. So, with the players' vote, you're more likely to get Connor Cody will be higher up the list. Doc. Matt, Matt Doherty will be higher up the list. How he hasn't got in the top three. I oh, know. But we, we, we had this last year. Cavalero was nowhere near the top three last year. He had a phenomenal season. Yeah. I think 14 goals and 10 assists. Yeah. 
Um, Willie Bolly not, got nowhere near it last mm. year. Phenomenal, and we'll probably be the same this year. So it shows you the, the, the standards that this that this squad has set. A number of fine individuals will get nowhere near the top three. What what a season! What a season! So it's very difficult to get the knot of the hut or not this week. I can think of three. Uh, so I have got three. I've got <laughs> you probably group them in one. I have. I've got Will Morris, <laughs> Max Kilman, and Ruby Minagra. Uh, uh. Triple substitution. Um, Ninety plus four. Um, <laughs> Look, Nuno's talked about getting some game time for Norris and Kilmer. It's been well, you know, a topic stay, that's... Stay, stay true to his word. say how much time. Well, <laughs> it's kind of snowballed, this topic, and uh, I don't know whether he's, he's almost been backed into a corner here or whether this was always the plan. It just... It all looked a bit silly, really, by, by hey, the end of it. Uh, he, he stated it in his press conferences. He, he's never pushed into saying anything in a press conference, is he? He no, says exactly no. what he wants to say. Yeah. And he said he wanted to get Kilman and Norris on the pitch. I think, however, the circumstances of the way it's gone forced his hand. If Wolves were 3-0 up against Fulham with an hour gone, he'd have brought them all on yeah. at that point, I'm sure of that. Yeah. If Liverpool had nothing to play for this weekend, they would play at Anfield, I think. However... He cannot rest. He cannot bring in his third choice keeper when the title is on the line at Anfield. He just can't. Okay. And I think the fact that he seems to get on quite well with Pep Guardiola may have an influence on that as well. Um, because if Guardiola will be furious, sure. wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. If if, he, if Will Norris and Max Max Kilman come into the Wolves team at Anfield, mm. so I think it's been a Pep. Any chance of a loan this year? Got any loan players for me? <laughs> be two words he gets back. Um, so perhaps be off. A victim of circumstances in that regard. He, he wants to play them like he did away at Sunderland on the last game of last year when there's nothing to play for. However, although However. There's, there's nothing to, for Wolves to play for this weekend, there is something for Liverpool to play for in front of the watching world. Yeah. So, um, but for, for, however, for Will Norris yeah, and Max Kilman and these, yeah. these huge moments of Premier League football, yeah. when did you make your Premier League debut? Well, yeah. I got on for 25 seconds in a game. Yeah. For me, that's not... That's not making them proud and standing no, ten foot tall. It's not. They'll want to feel like they've earned it, and it's not a token gesture, which it was. You can't say anything of like that. It was mm. a token gesture. Ten seconds on the pitch, they didn't even have to move. No. Play restarted, and the whistle blew. You, you, and you, you could have been in goal, and it would. You'd still only lost two one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure. I'm sure they're probably. Was it ten seconds? Because I'm outside the stadium yeah. by this point. Was it? Oh. The Wolves had the ball in the corner. Play restarted, and that was it. So neither of them touched the ball or got nowhere near the ball. I'm sure they're probably a bit embarrassed, really, because um, Will Norris can say he's a Premier League player, but as you say, ten seconds at the end of a. The yeah. Max didn't touch the ball, so wouldn't look great. Wouldn't look great if the day conceded, though, would? No, it wouldn't. Well, it's, it's another clean sheet for Will Norris, as, as several people pointed <laughs> oh, out. God. Um, so I'm, I'm sure it's. Of course, it's not the circumstances that they yeah. wanted to want to make their debut. But Nuno wanted to stay true to his word. I felt mm. like Nuno would have felt like he was rewarding them. But the, the players may think differently. I'm speaking on their behalf here when, when I shouldn't. But I would have thought that they would that they wouldn't have enjoyed that experience. Sure. Well, I'm just looking at Will Norris. Appearance fee bonus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I'll, I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it, boys. Uh, right, should we get some questions in from the peeps? Mm. Questions from the peeps. Some good questions this week. Here we go. Here we go. Rickards is on. Simon Rickards. Simon yeah. Rickards. Author. Author. Author to be author. Looking forward to that. His book, which is entitled Simon Rickards, My Story. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember what it was now. What wow. is it? Uh, battles, bakes. And something else? Wolves. Wolves Incorporated. Oh, sorry, we're so sorry. You're writing the forward, so you I know I am, I know, I know. Get get it up. You can't you can't do a disservice there. 
Um, it's because we haven't seen it in front of us yet on Amazon, soon to be. The front cover looks boss. Yeah, it looks so well. He's, he's, as, he's as, taken, as the kids would say. He's taken a picture of himself um, posing, so he's taken a, a leaf out of your book. <laughs> in Facebook Lives. It's all it's all chiselled, it's modelled. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's Battles Bakes or something. Wolves I, Battles Bakes. I'm looking forward to reading it. And, you know, Sai is, like, very open with, like, his kind of personal battles, hence yes. the name. Um, huge Wolves fan. And really proud of him for doing it, actually. And can't, can't wait to read it. And I'm I sure think it'll... sneakily, sneakily, this will be one of the hits of the summer. Not just from Wolves fans, but I think that a lot of people will buy this book, so I'm very excited to read it. And cook some of the recipes. Well, I'll get the missus to cook, but I'm not going to cook any cakes, but she can. Wolves Battles Bakes. Oh, got it. Boom. By Simon Rickards. Yes. Coming to good bookshops and some terrible ones. Near to you soon. You. Uh, what are you looking to? What are you looking forward to most after having the summer off? Oh, about Ooh. having the summer off. Ooh. What are you looking forward uh, to? Now? Are you going away? You got a bit uh, of time, time, time with the missus? Do you know I'm going to Glastonbury? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, what, what, when do we set off? First, <laughs> first time ever uh, nabbed a Glastonbury ticket. Oh, mate, you'll love it. It's buzzing. It's absolutely <laughs> superb. You know, we get the tents going. Have you ever even get thought... some Carlsbergs around even, the fire. Have you ever thought a bit about... Have you ever... What? Idiot. Have you ever even thought about going to a festival before? A festival? A festival. <laughs> <laughs> what, with, like, maples and stuff? <laughs> Come on, man. Mate, I would have the worst time of my life at a festival. You would, v- yeah. Are you there would, any VVVIP yeah. sections? There's glampy, isn't there? I'm um, I'm staying in a teepee at Glastonbury. Uh, right. My mates are a little bit more at market. Teepee, and they ins- insisted on us having one. Right. I have no idea what that'd be like. I'm also doing downloads. What, um, what does that mean? You're downloading what? It's a heavy... Heavy rock slash metal festival oh, in uh, in Leicestershire. Oh, sounds absolutely <laughs> horrific. I'd rather slit my own eyes. Uh, <laughs> who's 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 playing um, download or give me no give me what's the Glastonbury? What's your headliner? Glastonbury lineup's terrible. Like, is I'm, it? Abs- I'm absolutely gutted. I've been, is wa- it? I've been waiting to go for years. Who is it? Well, the headliners are, are piss poor. Go on. Stormzy. No idea. Uh, the Killers. Well, I like the Killers, but whatever. Is that Dancing in the Moonlight? And the cure. But again, just meh. Really? The, there are there are loads. So why of... do you just not go then? No, because why are you going just for? I've the... been told you can Drinks. go. You can go, and you don't even have to watch a band. It's that good. There's so much going on. It's like a little city. Nah. Um, but there's loads of bands I want to see. The, uh, the, can you sleep um, at night time though? If I want to get to sleep, do I put my earplugs in? Are you good to no, go? No, no, you don't get there to sleep, mate. What? <laughs> what are people doing at night time a in five day party a five day party and there's some good good bands like if, uh, if you were going to come with me I'd take you to see Chemical Brothers <laughs> Idols Pop Idol The Streets The Liam, Who Liam Gallagher The Who aren't there no. oh wow Liam Gallagher oh, <laughs> and then download uh, Tool uh, you are a Tool <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins you're just making words up now aren't you <laughs> Table they're good <laughs> Hinge, hinge super. Anyway, and that's my answer. Bulbs. What are you most looking forward to? Um, download. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be in um, the Seychelles. Right. Okay. So I should be in the Seychelles while you're over there. So you enjoy drinking your... Carlsberg in a tent in the Seychelles. Yes, you're playing. What do you, do you play? Spin the bottle, dear. That your gig. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, looking forward to um, yeah, just some just some downtime. We haven't got a lot of downtime though. No, we haven't. Wolf Gravy, we're going to be over on this podcast, by the way, quite considerably. I apologise. Uh, with Garth Crooks underestimating Nuno and Wolves, what things in life have you grossly underestimated? Uh, 
He did, didn't he, though, by the way? Did you see his comments that Nuno's no. taken him as far as he can? Did he? Yeah. He's an idiot. Oh, he is, He's he? useless. He, he's absolutely... Him and Lawrenson, absolutely horrific. Horrific. Well, they've binned off Lawrenson really now. He does his predictions and I never see him anymore. But yeah. Crooks is shocking. Yeah. He obviously is someone who hasn't watched Wolves either this season. No, there's a lot of them. Mm. Neves. Neves' best Neves player of the season. Neves for many player of the season. Yeah, ridiculous. taking Wolves. That's someone who's classically watched and said, oh, Wolves, they're overachieved, finishing yeah, yeah. seventh. Nuno's going to go on to. He's taking them as far as they can. They're never going to break the, the, the so-called amazing top six. So, CA's so yeah, going to be off. Disgraceful. Awful. What was mm. the question, sorry? Uh, what things in life have you grossly underestimated? Uh, your modesty. Wow, you can stop that. It's such it's such an easy slight for you to have. It's true. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> go on, go on. Um, underestimate. What have I grossly underestimated? Um, I don't know. Looking after dogs. Right. Looking after dogs. You've got to really look after them. You got you got to spend a lot of time with them. You know. Great answer. Yeah, you. <laughs> I can't say children, can I? Because I've got any yet. Um, Kate Wright, did you let out a bit of a happy wee last night when company released that thundercracker, thus nearly sev- sealing seventh for us? Oh, thus nearly? Well, it's, it's sealed seventh for us. It was never really in doubt, was it? No. Leicester weren't going to win. No, they weren't going to win. But um, stunning goal. Unbelievable goal. Have you seen it? Like the moment of the season for Obviously, me. That's, pro- that's, that's got to win goal of the season. If you're Vincent Company now, don't play another game, son. Retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, he, if Vincent yeah. Company is still playing professional football next season, then he's addicted to football because you are not going to go out in any better way. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, but he probably earns two hundred grand a week, so you won't want to give that up lightly either. But oh no, just just he's got enough. Money, I know what you mean, but yeah, it's I... like you, he's got enough money. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Matthew Hunt, when would you expect our kits to be unveiled for next season? Oh God. Um, well, the first match is at the end of May, by the sound of it, so uh, better, be, better be quick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, normally June, isn't it? Mm. Haran Sandu, would you rather fight one Nathan Judas-sized duck or 100 duck-sized Nathan Judas? Probably the ducks. The one duck or the 100 ducks? Oh, the, sorry, the 100. Really? Yeah, I'll just twat you in the face with my boot. I'll twat you in the face. You're using horrific words. It's gash twat. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Andy Hodge. How embarrassing. <laughs> sorry. I'm very relaxed today. Especially. Sorry. I'll, I'll be on my best behaviour oh, Absolutely. This is, this is a this decent podcast. You're absolutely lowering the tone. How embarrassing were the substitutions, especially for Norris and Kilman with less than a minute and no touches? Would you, call, would you call them embarrassing? Uh, it was just ceremonial, wasn't it? Mm. And perhaps embarrassing for the players, yeah. Joe Bromley, look at this photo and try not to fall in love. It's a photo of Luke Hatfield and Joe Edwards. So the question is, if you had to replace Nathan, which one of these two gents would you replace him with? Would it be Luke Hatfield or Joe Edwards? Um, as much as I both, love, they both look very similar in this picture. As much as I love Joe Edwards, uh, it doesn't strike me as a natural presenter. <laughs> Um, in the nicest, nicest possible way. So it would have to, it would have to be Luke. Luke Hatfield. He'll be absolutely buzzing at that in the next live podcast. I wonder if we can make it a triple three in a row of uh, the, uh, the abuse of the week. Ah, Superb. Bromley, uh, again, excellent. Hopefully we'll see him in the next live podcast. Are we doing another one, are we? Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if we're allowed. We'll have to go, go cap in hand to the editor and see what the crack is. There may be some plans Ooh, afoot. You never know. Um, Simon Dank's opening song has surely got to be Shed 7 going for gold. Oh, brilliant. Wash out. Uh, you would never have heard of that. No, because I... Oh, loved... I used to love that tune. I actually bought that as a single. It was it was a gold, um, like a cardboard kind of sleeve, other than the normal CD sleeve. Fantastic. From Shed 7? Shed 7, good band, decent. 
See, 90s indie. If no. you're told going for gold, that would mean Henry Kelly going for gold. Oh, going for gold. Going for going for gold. Boom. Good show. Great show. Yeah, really good. Back in the day. Okay, there you go. Two things we agree with. Probably before your time, actually. Um, David Sutton, do you think Nuno has managed his media duties well this season? In terms of. I guess just going through obviously the media responsibilities that he's had say, is going to be a lot more than because we yeah. discussed it last season and that he's going to have to change his ways a little mm. bit because there's going to be so many more people who want to speak to him. You yeah, know, you're not just one quick press conference with two or three people in yeah. there, but you've got you've got Sky TV, you're going to have BBC, you've got ITV, you've got your radios, you've got your talk spot before you even go into a press conference. I would say that as much as he can have the occasional flip out during a press conference. Um, and can be quite angry and terse. Knowing him as I do and how much he hates and detests his media responsibilities, I think he's done quite well. Mm. <laughs> because, as to you say, it, it there is a lot to do. Yes. And it's hard to even get across the scale of what he has to do. Because a lot of the things he does, we will never even see because it's foreign broadcasters, etc. Mm. He does a lot. I, I don't envy him doing that, to be fair. Especially straight after a match. You just want to chill out, you want to celebrate... <laughs> You want to Look, kick you want to kick the cat or whatever, but you've got literally like half an hour an hour's worth of interviews to do. Yeah, but I mean, luckily enough, they've only you know they've lost twelve games this season. But if that's yeah. 16, 18, 20 games, then it's going to be a lot more arduous, isn't it? Well, so he's done all right. Well, no wonder David Wagner quit. I mean, yeah, <sighs> can you imagine? Uh, Ukulele Jono asks, "What are the odds on that injured staff for getting vital camera equipment during the European adventure?" And what souvenirs will be on your list? Fridge magnets or postcards? I'm a little bit nervous. I've got to definitely double and triple check the bag that I packed to go to Shanghai. Yeah. Well, well, you get your maid to do it anyway, haven't you? So. Yes, I shall do, yeah. Maybe I'll bring them with us. Do you reckon we'll get an extra person in there? Depends how short she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, go to China, so it's fine. Um, what is the likelihood, um, says Steve Wolf in Bristol. Oh, we like Wolf in Bristol. What is the likelihood of Europe football requiring a deeper squad? Clearly two to three newcomers. Uh, would you also retain the likes of Cavan Costa, especially since they're well-trained in Nuno's philosophies? Oh, they've got to add. They, they, do, they do have to add numbers. They can't get, you can't get a squad of 18 through a Premier League season and a Europa League campaign. It's just, just not possible. Even, no. in, even in the 70s, you, you might be pushing it. Yeah. Let alone now, you're grimacing. Yeah, because we're so over on time. I apologise. Oh, okay. It's going to be a long one. All right. Uh, yeah, they, they need a bigger squad, but not a huge, not a huge amount more. I think we'll see if if they were in the Europa qualifiers. I think we see the under twenty threes mixed in with the first team, like we did at Shrewsbury away, albeit not that successfully. But I think um, a lot of these under twenty threes, and they've had a stellar, phenomenal season, uh, ingrained and integrated within the first team now. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to training, because the squad's so short, small mm. that they have to train with the first team players every single day, and I think. I think we'll see. I think we'll see quite a few of the under twenty threes in and around the first team. Uh, one last question uh, from Dal. A couple last questions. Dan Mason, without being biased, outside the top six, who would be your? And then there's four four um, nominations or four four questions. Who would be your one player of the season, two signing of the season, three manager of the season, and four flop of the season? Outside the top six, so we'll go with player uh, of the season first. I mean, you can't look. Vardy's Vardy's goal scoring record is is underrated for me. I think he's 16, 17, 18, something like that. Phenomenal, really, for a a team that struggled at times, mm-hmm. certainly with its identity, and he struggled and he was out of the team for a bit. 
to get almost 20 goals again. Yeah. Phenomenal effort. Well, since Puel left, he's, he's been a different, different yeah, striker. I think he's I think he's vastly underrated, personally. Um, I mean, Decore from Watford has been exceptional. Mm-hmm. Zaha and Wan-Bissaka as Wan-Bissaka well. Wan-Bissaka's superb, yeah. Um, Fraser and Wilson from Bournemouth. Yeah, Brooks as well. And then the, Wol- the Wolves boys will be Matino and Jimenez, probably. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe Fraser... Really like Fraser. Yeah, he always gets amongst the goals or assists. Into you, plays a massive part in Bournemouth's goals. Yeah, and then uh, and then I would uh, I'd say Jimenez is probably the sign-in of the season. Pure, I mean, Matinho, like as I said earlier, is Wolves' player of the season. But it's Jan Matinho. It's it's, it's um, if you got, got the opportunity to sign him, you would do. Yeah. Right. And yes, they got a. You see, he's the bargain of the season. Mm-hmm. But to pluck Jimenez from Benfica's bench, he started twenty games in three years in Benfica. If you if you're struggling to get game time for Benfica, yeah, it's it's not um it's not science that he's then going to go and perform in the top top third of the Premier League no. and score as many goals as he had and create as many goals as he had. So to identify him and also not to sign a backup striker to say he's our man from day one, exceptional recruitment. It really is a sign of the season for me. Do you expect Raúl to score the same amount of goals next season? Would that be a good season, or do you think he will find it tougher next year? Uh, I would. I think. I think it'd be about the same. Yeah, I think. I um, it, it's not a fluke. I think his, his game's improved. It's gone on, and I'd expect a similar return. Um, a flop. Flop would be Benteke for me, and he's been absolutely atrocious. Yeah, he's been one he's goal been, all season yeah, for, for a man of his talent, well. and the mean. chances that are laid on for him. Well, he's been like that for three seasons now, hasn't he? Really woeful. Mm. Uh, and, and manager will be Nuno. It has to be Nuno. Without although I, w- I would say if Cardiff stayed up, it would be Warnock for me. But they haven't. They have not. They have gone down. Uh, last question from Susie Perry. It says, ask the work experience kid what it means to the youth of Wolverhampton to have a footy team moving in the right direction. Interesting. Sus- Susie Perry in loves the loves the movement is work experience kid corner. And this week we've got a work experience kid. Please come, please come to the, sit down. Please sit down. Come on, come on, come on. Woo-hoo. Let's get him round. Get yourself round. So get yourself over here. Get yourself over here. Quickly, quickly, because we're running out of time. Okay, sit down. Uh, first name, please. Jack. Jack, where are you from, Jack? Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton. Ah, but should we ask Jack his surname? Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll come on to that. What ah. do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, sports coach or sports journalist. A cultural sports journalist. A cultural sports journalist, ah, yeah. you say. What do you say? Culture. Sports coach. Oh, sports, sports coach. Okay, you're swinging, you're swinging your desk. Sorry. You're a little bit nervous. It's okay. Um, and um, what's, your, what's your full name, please, Jack? Jack Perry. Jack Perry. <gasps> one second, one second. Jack Perry, do you have any famous people in your family? Maybe. Maybe an auntie. And an auntie? And who is your auntie? Susie Perry. Susie wow, Perry! Susie wow, Perry! Wow, wow, wow. Superb, superb. No, so, um, you know, obviously, childcare wasn't available this week. Yeah. So you've been sent into the, the, the crash that is the Express and Star headquarters. How are, you, how are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, I've really enjoyed this morning. It's been fun. Um, You've been sat next to Mr. Tim Spears. I mean, yeah. a lot of people give their right arm and leg to sit with him. So what's he been like? What's he like out of the office? Because we see him on the pod, you know, listen to him on the podcast. Oh, we up. see him on the videos. What's he, what's he like in real life? Well, he's, he's a really, really nice guy. Oh, uh, brilliant. So I've crossed that one up. Absolutely <laughs> horrific. Um, but Wolves fan, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think of the season? I mean, going into the season, you would have said... <coughs> Anyone who watched Wolves last year would have said that they could see this coming. But yeah. Obviously, to see it actually unfold in the way it has, with the results against Manchester United, Arsenal, City, the trip to the trip to Wembley, which was disappointing at the end of the day, but the whole the whole journey of the season as a whole has been 
been something else really. <coughs> been been fantastic. Joe Edwards wants to watch that because that was quite a good answer. It's very good. Top draw. Very very good. I mean, we the last few work experience kids couldn't even string a bloody sentence together. To be fair, they've got. Have you got any tattoos? No tattoos on on your wrist. No white socks. You wearing them today? No. No hoodies. No. Um, and how many times have you listened to the Wolves podcast before today? Uh, zero. Zero, zero right? Okay. Now, me and Jack have met before, actually. Where have we met, Jack? Potworld. Potworld. Judah probably doesn't remember this. Thanks You're so quick. far gone. Oh, legless. <laughs> Absolutely legless. Um, so, Jack, um, as we ask every single work experience kid who comes on this show, because we have a work experience section, they have to sing uh, a Wolves chant um, from start to finish, and we'll, we'll join in if it's very, very good. So each week we ask a, a Wolf work experience kid to sing a Wolves song, so think of one and sing it, and if you don't, then you know we're going to have to give you a forfeit. So, so please think of one and sing it into the microphone, please. Here we go. He's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking. Any... They've all gone. They've all gone. The pressure of it. Tim, can you start him off with the Wolves chance? <laughs> well, which one would you, which one would you suggest to he could? Uh, well, C Senior's the one at the moment, isn't it? C Senior, can you see Senior? I haven't been to enough games to know C Senior. Oh, oh wow, he's killing himself. Well, you know what's coming out then. What? Oh no! You've got to take a bean boozle challenge, and unfortunately, sir, take a colour. What would you like? I'll go for the green one. Okay, the green one. So you have got either buggers, bogies, or juicy pear. Which one will that be? Which one is it? I don't really mind either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Susie listening in, so proud. <laughs> so proud. No, it's definitely, definitely buggers. Oh, yes, there we go. Okay, happy days. Thank you very much. A round of applause for Jack. Cheers, Jack. Thank you, Jack. You can go back to your comfy, comfy seat now. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Appreciate that. Uh, Righty-ho. Um, Tim, four teams in the Championship playoffs. Leeds oh, yeah. United, West Bromwich Albion, Aston Villa and Durthby County. Um, who would you like to see win the Championship final and why? You can pick four. Shall I give you the poll results at the moment as we... Okay. The poll results are as follows. Who do you think is winning it? Who would you say is first, second, third and fourth? A preference to 1, go 1,080 votes. That's not bad for you. Just uh, shut it. Derby? Derby are winning with 54% of really? the votes. P- people find it hard to vote favourably in for West Brom, don't Leeds they? Leeds 27, West Brom 11% and Villa 8%. It would be either Leeds, who I think would distract a bit of attention away from Wolves mm-hmm. next season, perhaps. Mm-hmm. There would be a massive story media-wise. I don't think it would do Wolves any harm to go under the radar a little bit if they can. Um... But if not, West Brom, for me, I've said it before, I miss Black Country derbies. It's been many years. It's been the longest time that Wolves and West Brom have not played each other since the 30s. Really? It's been a long time. And I know, we spoke about it last week when we had Glenn Aston on, who got some rave reviews, by the way. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. People loved a bit of Glenn. Um, Well, there's one. (laughs) Mrs. Aston. (laughs) Um, I know that, yeah... um, People sort of don't like these occasions because they're so fraught, so anxious. What if we lose, etc. But uh, just an un- unbelievable um, event and matches to happen. So mm-hmm. why would you not want to do that on the biggest stage of all? And I think Wolves would beat them as well. So um, I, 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 w- I wouldn't um, bemoan the baggies of promotion this season if it meant. Can we you see have... them? Can you see them winning it? No, absolutely not. No, no chance. No, I don't. I say they're fourth favourites. Saying that, at least three out of the four is a short distance of travel away from home as well. I mean, Leeds a bit more of a trek, but. Well, yeah, the other three happy days. Decent away days there. I think I think Villa are massive favourites because it's all about momentum and confidence. Well, if not Derby, surely are they? Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're quite good enough though. 
I think I think Villa will beat. I'm quite impressed with them on on Sunday. I think Villa would beat Villa. Villa will beat Derby in the final. That would be my prediction. Excellent. Um, little segment. I can't play that because of copyright music. But uh, did you enjoy it? Have you seen it? Spoiler alert potential. Game of Thrones. Yes. I thought it was the best episode. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Best Jack, Jack, that Jack. wasn't. Yeah, we didn't. Best episode. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, 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 because I just saw Jack put his finger to his ears. He's on. He's on series three. So oh, okay, um, okay. Got to be careful. Okay. I'll try and keep it generic. Yeah. It was the best episode of the series. So it was absolutely brilliant. Really, back, best episode of the series. Big shout. Back to its best. Cla- did, classic Game of Thrones. You it didn't was. like the battle scene. Oh yeah, that was that was an amazing spectacle. But this yeah. is the best episode. Classic Thrones, really good chat, dialogue, storyline. Dragon ske- Dragon was shocked from nowhere. I was like, <gasps> um, and then. Um, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. I did say spoiler alert. Yeah, really good episode, yeah. Okay. You can take your fingers out. Oh, sorry, are you ready? Sweet, yeah. Okay. So when Daenerys died... <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, emails. 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 Okay, got to be quick please. though, right? Got to be quick, baby. We've we, we, we pulled it back a little bit though on time. Okay, Darren May, who's been on his holly bobs in Florida. I see, has he written to us before, Darren May? <laughs> an email every every three or four months in uh, We love Darren. Thank we you do love Dazza. Uh, he was at the 2019 Dance World Championships right. with his daughter Sophie competing with her Dance Academy in Wolverhampton. Uh, best ever results at the World Championships they got. Superb effort. And Nathan, do you recognise the guy with me on this photo? He's pictured with a celebrity oh. in America. Now, who's oh, that? Me. Who's that? Any ideas? Looks like a looks like a basketballer there. Maybe. Yes, NBA legend is the clue. Uh, is it Jabbar? Sorry. La La Laker. So, what's, I'm just going to pull up the answer here. What's oh. your guess? Um, no googling, please. I can hear you googling. I can see you googling. Yeah, because I'm just trying to. Is it? No, it's not. No, I don't know. Go on. It's Sam Perkins. No, not for me, no. American retired professional basketball player. Uh, won a gold medal with the US Olympic team. Oh, no, I've never got that in a million years, no. 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 1982 national champion. Yeah, not huge, though. That's, uh, no. That's like you trying to identify David Brooks in, in, in 11 years' time. Who? Exactly. Uh, Hard work. Okay. Yeah. Well, appreciate the quiz, Darren. Yeah, thanks, Darren. And uh, Paul Mansell's been in touch. Oh, Mance. He's got his ticket for Anfield. Manx, as you call him. Good lad. Mm. It'll be intriguing to be a part of such an important occasion. Absolutely agree. With the world watching, it got me thinking on what I would like them to think of our club. Yeah. In contrast to Sunderland's mockery of Man United when they were pipped by City and Aguero mm. in 2012... I don't remember that, but apparently Sunderland mocks the Man United fans. I think the travelling fans should adopt a respectful stance towards Liverpool. Applaud them as champions if they win and commiserate if they lose. Do you agree? Upholding a positive image of the club, he says. Uh, if they win the league or they win the win, game. Win or lose, really. Win or lose, be respectful, I think is the message. I think there will be anyway. I mean, the, the players that have got on the pitch. I mean, obviously, Conor Cody led as well. Which will be a very emotional afternoon for him. And a very proud afternoon, regardless of, of the results, I'm sure. But I think that the players have got and the character they've got and, and what you know, uh, what the belief that Nunes puts in these teams, I think there's a massive respect there. Do you not think? Well said, I do agree. If there, I don't think there would any anyone would be idiots about it if, if uh, they missed out. Do you think? It's, uh, depends how many people have had really. From the players' point of view, you mean? No, players were very respectful. Yes. Talk about the fans as well, really. 
So they're not kind of piss taking. Oh, there'll be a few fans who, you know, just look for it, don't they? Yeah, no, uh, no. Sorry, yeah, the, I think he's talking more about the fans here. The players will be respectful. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Um, Craig, Bully's wearing Sinkara mask, by the way. Who's? There's ten of them. Bully. Is so he? He's going to be in the. He's going to be in the. Uh, in the away end, but they're all wearing Sin Cara masks. So that if you see any of them, then that's going to be bully because he doesn't have to get mobbed. You see, smart, uh, smart, very smart. Mm. Um, Craig Maudsley mm. reflects. Wearing the blue one, by the way, everyone. So <laughs> uh, reflects on the player of the year shortlist. Says Craig Maudsley. Yeah. Who do you think is Wolves' most underrated player? My vote would be Matt Doherty. World class again on Saturday. Could have scored, played a vital role in the goal, and causes the kind of problems when running at defences surpassed only by Jota. It's mm. a big claim and one I agree with. Um, his stats are better than any other player in his position outside the top two teams in English football. Not sure what kind of stats that means, but again, I'm sure he's right. Um, and yet, he's not spoken of for Player of the Year. Many fans seem indifferent to him. He's one of few, the few Wolves outfield players without a song, or even a mention in a song. Doc. Mm. Uh, I completely agree with all that. I think he has been heralded a lot this year. The national media have caught on to him quite a bit. Mm. I think the whole he, Ireland thing actually worked in his favour in the end. Yeah, he's sort of tailed off a little bit, but overall it's been an exceptional year. Yeah. Like I, said, he's, he, he, I think he was. Every, everyone would agree he's fourth on the list for player of the season. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's, yeah. the one, he's the one that's missed out here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Craig says, who else would you nominate for underrated player of the year? I mean, if you get underrated, you'd probably say Bennett as well. Mm. I would say Bennett. I stuck this in a comment piece the other day, how we, we talk about Wolves, Wolves bouncing back and winning three in a row. Look who's come back into the team. Mm-hmm. He came in for Brighton. A very very easy clean sheet that day, yeah. but still they got one. Mm-hmm. They come back into the team, they've conceded one goal in four games. Now, I know it was completely his fault that they did concede that goal because he passed it back to Patricio, didn't he, at Watford. However, I think more the solidity, the familiarity of those around him, he's made a big difference. And you, you kind of cast him out at your, at your peril, really. Um, there's a decision to make in the summer there. I know everyone talks about like an upgrade, and I think they will buy a centre-half, but... Dispense of 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 the the kind of glue that binds teams together. He's one of those players. You, you know, you get rid of those at your peril, really. True. And, and look, if they and, and fingers crossed they do get into European football, then people like even if they do sign a replacement, let's say to to play in the Premier League side or the number one side, the likes of Ryan Bennett of, of Romain Sace, if he's not going to be there, they're going to be crucial on Thursday nights and they're going to have a lot more games yeah. to play. So it's it's not a bad situation to be in, is it? They're going to get chances. It's not like this year where John Ruddy's hoping for, you know, he's going on a game-to-game basis of maybe a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup and then he knows that's his season over. Yeah. No, yeah, completely agree. There's 12, could be up to 12 games if they qualify for the group stages, 12 extra games minimum. Yes, absolutely. Um, Amar M has been in touch. Uh, he sets an interesting scene. Man City thrash Watford 5-0 at Wembley, giving us a clear route to European football. Yeah. It'll either be this or a 1-0 win, where, in an ironic twist of fate, Zinchenko scores the winning goal. Can All right. right. Yes. Well, he's been playing, hasn't he? Yes. Been playing. Extremely... Some background noise here. Extremely close to joining Wolves last summer, he was. Um, he says, Tim, I don't know... I know you don't watch wrestling... And in the PG-rated era, who can blame you? However, at the grand old age of 28, my wrestling experience began in the Attitude era. Yeah, yeah, classic. Um, ironically, a lot of what you saw would be constituted as filth. Um, so below, I've listed a few matches for you to check out. These are, the, these are action-packed and guaranteed 
to make you a fan of the World Wrestling Federation. Wrestling, not to say wrestling. Wrestling Federation, as it was known then. So, yes. so I need to look these up apparently and watch them, on. and then on, I'll be a me. big fan. Hit me. Mankind versus Undertaker. Oh, classic Hell in um, a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Yeah, Hell in a Cell, yes. King of the Ring. Oh, superb. Uh, the Rock uh, versus Mankind. You know who The Rock is, don't you? We open it with The Rock every single week. Dwayne Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Happy days. Uh, I Quit Match. Yeah, go on. Royal Rumble 1999 mm-hmm. I quit match yeah so you've got to get the microphone you've got to force them to say I quit that's how you finish the, no, the match just don't say it <laughs> various wrestlers I don't know who they are six man hell in a cell okay likes hell in a cell uh, unforgiven 2000 yeah These were, this was the classic era yeah uh, the Hardy Boys with a Z oh versus triple threat the Dudley Boys Edging Christian as well Dudley Dudley Boys yeah the Dudley Boys. From Dudley? Yeah. Dudley. <laughs> the Dudley Boys. It's <laughs> quite good. I never even realised that. The Dudley yeah. Boys. Bubble Rain Devon. The Starbridge Lads. Stop it. Uh, I'll tell you what, they're coming here. They're definitely not. Anything but from Dudley. The Rowley Regis chaps. Just stop it. Carry on. Dudley Boys. Just what? get on with it. No, come on. Why are they called, why are they called Dudley Boys? Because that's what they're called. Yeah, Bubble Rain Dudley. Bubble... Let me get that. How do they say Dudley? Dudley. Dudley. Dudley Boys. Uh, anyway, versus Edge and Christian. Yes. TLC. They're a yeah. good. They're a good band. Uh, WrestleMania 17. Bubba Ray Dudley and his brother Devon Dudley. Anyway, I'm going to. Uh, apparently, I'm going to look. These are them, by the way. They're not. Yeah, from, you, they're not from Dudley. I think I say that. Brothers, more likely. Dudley. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Triple H, uh, Triple H versus Steve Austin. I think you know, back in the day was superb as well. It was a hell in a cell. That was a great. That was a great, great, great contest. Uh, Gareth Ratty Rattigan. and um, Iago Cardellin. Iago, one of my favourites. You will have, to, I think, with Tyus Time has beaten us, and Mark mm. Thompson as well. And there's a couple of really good ones for next week. Mark Allen. And Richard Brooks. Going to save them, aren't we? Richard Brooks sent us a whopper, um, which I'm going to hold for next week. Absolutely. Um, Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much. But uh, everybody's alluding to this being an incredible season. Um, And it has. It's something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. I I just wish... There were some copy and some words that could go with it. So, (gasps) you know, if I'm looking back in 5, 10, 15 years' time and I want to relive... The, the excellent two-on win over Manchester United. I'd love to open a book and, and see see and just read that match report. Tim, is there anywhere that, that might be able to, wow. to do that? Oh, I can't believe you said that. What? That's such a coincidence. How, how do you mean? I've written a book. Shut the front <laughs> door. Very good, Nathan. Very good. Yeah, we've um, brought the band back together. The sequel. When you say the band, there's only two of you. Yeah, me, yeah, me and Simon Hill. It's a pretty uh, shit band. <laughs> it's a duo. It's a what band? It's a pretty shit Nathan. Um, so yeah, last last year's book uh, sold out. Got a great reaction to it. Boom. Um, basically, the sequel kept a very similar format: game by game analysis, match yeah. reports, and everything. Exclusive interview with Jeff Shee as well. Um, so it's called Back Where We Belong. Excellent story of the season, 2018. Uh, it's going to be out. What was last year's called? Uh, wow. <laughs> on our way back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on our way back and now we're back where we belong okay. that's it now what's next year? Um, China Crisis with Tim and Nathan <laughs> the book stops after China <laughs> and then it's just like flat line <laughs> still yet to be seen so it's going to be a crime drama <laughs> missing <laughs> <laughs> no but look I mean um, books on pre-order today 
We're, we're going to be a documentary on Sky Arts oh. in years to come. What what happened? The, the the mystery of these of these two journalists. Oh God! Can you imagine? Um. Yeah. So you pre-order now. It's very easy to do. I've got, I've got twenty quid. I'll pay twenty quid for it, Tim. Oh, you get ten pound change out of that, Nathan. What? Are you having a giraffe? <laughs> uh, it's a tenner. Ten, no. ten, ten English pounds. No, it's not. About eight euros. I can't believe that. Yep. Really? Bargain, right? Oh, my God. I'm absolutely stunned. So it couldn't be easier. You go to expressandstar.com slash wolvesbook. Slash wolvesbook. All one word, wolvesbook. Mm-hmm. And you can Expressandstar.com slash wolvesbook. See, and it's important pre- to pre-order, yeah? Pre-order. Obviously, it's not finished yet. No, of course not. <laughs> Story of the season. Season hasn't finished. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be out in about three, four weeks' time. But you can pre-order right now. Oh, my God. That is going to be... And you need to pre-order because it might sell out. It will, like well, last, last year's it, did. It, it will, will sell out. It 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 will so I'm, I'm not a salesman like you, but it will sell out. QVC Shopping Channel will be <laughs> my next destination. Well, fantastic. Congratulations, Tim, um, that you've had another book commissioned. And Thanks. we look forward to reading it very, very soon. Uh, Maybe we- we'll do some kind of awkward talk at Wolverhampton Art Gallery about it next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world. <laughs> People have just left the room. Age demographic 73. <laughs> uh, we've got a very special section coming up now, Tim. Have very what? special segment. We've got two very special guests. Our good old pals from the Old Gold podcast, uh, Mikey Burrows, Wolves commentator extraordinaire, and championship title winning striker, Chris Iwalumo, are coming on the podcast and we had a brief chat with them and this is our chat. Mikey Looms, okay. welcome to our humble abode, our first ever crossover podcast with the boys. Um, what's it like being on a, on a proper podcast? Uh, it's, it's very nice. I've, I've very much enjoyed it in this uh, big cavernous room that we're in. <laughs> um, congratulations on the Old Gold podcast. Tell us a little bit about how, how it came about. Um, I, I would love to take credit for it. It kind of has to go to my boss, actually. We had a meeting last summer um, and we sat down and kind of we were talking about how you know the club has been growing off the pitch as well as on the pitch in the last year or so and the media department was changing and I had a role where I would come in and help out and do different bits and bobs and we decided or my boss decided that he wanted people to specialise in what they did so you've got the video department rather than the video guy doing a bit on the programme and doing yeah. a bit on the website the video team just look after video. And that's why you know, the video stuff has gone through the roof this year. It's been amazing. And my boss turned around to me and he was like, you're a radio person. You do radio. So we want to use you to do something on that kind of level. And that's basically that was the starting off idea. Mm. And we then kind of thought, right, well, how do we want to do it? And we thought, well, there's no point us coming on and, and doing a weekly thing where we talk about the games that are just happening because you boys do that. Yeah. And it was like, well, there's no point in us going and doing some kind of really wacky type thing and doing something completely else and fan stuff because that's what the fan cast is for. Mm-hmm. So what what can we do? And it's like, well, What's we've got niche? access. Yeah, we've got access to the former players. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I've spent ten years covering Wolves. Mm-hmm. I've got that's my address book. Mm-hmm. So we were like, well, let's <coughs> do that. So we ended up going to do a pilot episode, which was on the day of the Stoke preseason game. Looms well, arranged for us to go to Signal Radio in Stoke. Brilliant. Well, I've, got to, I've, I've got to stop you straight away because I think... Here we go. Here we go. No, because I think my involvement, I've got to be thankful to my, my partner in crime here because it was something that you've obviously spoke about behind the scenes and then I got a, I got a call from yourself to see if it was something that I would be interested in and it was, again, you know, my, 
my love for the club and things like that. And I thought it was a, a very interesting idea about going through the, the players from different eras and the history of the club. And I think rather than talking about the present thing as you guys do, I thought it was it was something that that was that was different. But it, it works yeah. brilliantly. I, when you say it was your boss's idea, I just really hope this. You're talking about Jeff Shee here, just like <laughs> micromanaging the media department. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Jeff had too much interest in what I was getting up to on my day-to-day <laughs> aspect. Um, look, Looms. I'd worked with Looms before. We'd done some stuff when I used to be at uh, Sky. And Looms was playing for Scunthorpe at the time. And I kind of, I knew him from his Wolves days. He didn't know who I was. He just knew me as Matt Murray's mate. And that's how, that's how he ended up coming in and doing stuff. Who, who turned you down first then, before you went to Looms? Oh, there's, there's lots of names. <laughs> lots of names that went through. But I, genuinely, like, I, when we looked at it and we were like, we need somebody who, yeah. who played for the club, yeah. who has an affinity to the club, and who looks good on camera, and we'll talk a lot to other people. Mm. And I was like, yeah, Looms is absolutely perfect for this level. I think it's worked out quite well. You enjoyed it, Looms? You enjoyed it? No, I have. I have. I think it's... I think that you obviously know the size of the football club. I think the whole the history of it, it's, it's, it's surprised me and blown me away because obviously uh, we've went into a little bit more depth with all that. But no, I've really enjoyed it. You know, I think uh, the guests that we've had, the players that we've, we've kind of... I think I, I think I'm in my element when it's that group of players from the the o, o, mm. o, o 09 season. But I have really, it's taken me aback speaking to proper legends of the club as well, which has been which has been awesome. Who's, who's surprised you? Who's you know you've got them on? Obviously, you know they're going to be. Good. Who's who's been fantastic from absolutely nowhere? Uh, the the one that really stands out to me is one we did really early on, which was Kenny Hibbert. Yeah. Because I love talking to the seventies guys. Because you know, I mean. Me and Tim are obviously a lot younger than you two, so we we don't wow. really know those eras. Wow. I, was like, like I was born in the mid. Wow. What is going on? I was born in the mid eighties. You've been I've got to be good to Tim because he comes on our radio stuff every week, <laughs> so he's part of the team. Um, like I, you know, I'm I was born mid eighties. I I had no real idea of those. You know, Kenny Hibbert stopped playing for the club before I was born, so to sit there and listen to some of the stuff he was talking about, and it was the first time that we had anyone on from that era. It was one of the really early episodes. And we talked a lot about the UEFA Cup run yeah. and kind of, you know, playing against Juventus and stuff like this. Yeah. And that's not like the Wolves that people of my generation maybe remember. Mm. You know, I don't know what it's like for you guys. I mean, Tim's probably better positioned than yeah, any of us sure. to talk about that. But do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, totally, yeah. It's, it's just something that's completely alien to it. So to hear his stories and what he was talking about and the way the club was, to me was absolutely fascinating. Mm. And like my uncle especially would like just absolutely die to meet Kenny Hibbert <laughs> and John Richards and Jeff Palmer and Steve Daly and Steve Kinden and all these guys who played in just a completely different time. That's been most fascinating for me. I'm always amazed how much they remember from back in those days and, and those games because I can't remember last week. It's amazing, isn't it? How they because it's, it's fascinating. As it I think, as a obviously as a player, you you do remember moments. You remember dressing rooms. Remember certain matches. Uh, that's that was something that never never really surprised me about the stories that they could tell. As I say, I was as fascinated as, as Mikey was. I think the one that kind of stood out for me, I think, was the Carl Henry one for me. You know, I think obviously the what the fans think about the the 0809, that was that surprised me. Obviously, they talk about it how they don't really look at the squad, but he was brutal, brutal honesty, wasn't it? From Carl, there's no sitting on the fence with him. We all know no, what he good. what he does. Obviously, 
my little fallout with, with Carl. We hadn't spoke for what seven seven months before. Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was it was I was doing my job. You know, I'm yeah. working for for TV. Carl's man gets away from him on TV. The, the clip that I see, I'm gonna say Carl will be disappointed. As I'm on live TV, my my phone's vibrating in my pocket. Carl, mm. obviously watching the show. A few abusive messages. <laughs> a few profanities. Yeah, yeah, but it's that's. And it's I think now that he's, he's at that side of it, he's. You have got to be honest. You've got to say it as you see it. Uh, but no, that was the interesting one. I think when you've when you spoke, we spoke to Jarvo as well about how he left the club and things, and I had to kind of stop him because anyone would have done the same thing in yeah. this situation. Uh, and I think that's what it was all about, about be able to get that information out of them. Yeah, as well. I think from right from the start, one of the key things that I said was that. Um, I want people to be honest that yeah we are doing it and, you know we are affiliated to the club but it's not specifically Wolverhampton Wanderers podcast yeah. mm. and I want people to be able to sit down and tell the fans why certain things happened yeah. and so I think you know when you've got Mick McCarthy on basically saying that everyone he signed in the Premier League weren't as good as the ones originally and that's why they struggled Brilliant. when you've got Terry Connor who sits there and says it's been six years it's been long enough I'm going to tell the story yeah. and goes into detail about yeah. it you've got Matt Jarvis and Car- like some of these things that come out yeah. like are things that I've genuinely not heard before and that's what's been really important to me um, Loom's talking about having a good memory there, which which re- reminds me of, of a particular story, which I've got to tell. Um, I was, um, do you remember a game a few years ago, 2015, Sheffield Wednesday away, right? Kenny Jacket season. Yeah. Joe Mason missed quite an easy chance, yeah, yeah, an yeah. open goal. Right, okay. So I, I remember I stuck a tweet out at times, like, horrendous miss, awful, Ugh. right? I can only, I can, and I compared it to a certain incident from from this from this man's career. Right? Tag me in it as well. Remember, <laughs> I, t- I tagged you in it, right? And then I think we had a bit, we had a bit of banter yeah. on Twitter, right? And then completely forgot about it. I, I'd never met Chris at this point. I met him for the first time at the start of this season, Leicester away, and uh, we were doing our radio bit before the game. And I came over, and you, you, you introduced me and Looms. And the first thing Looms said to me was. Weren't you that guy that tweeted me <laughs> a few years ago? Three years on, you hadn't forgotten. Who's this, this guy? Crat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. My notifications. Nothing gets past this guy. Oh, brilliant. Fast forward it to the present day. Can you quite believe what we're seeing on the pitch at the moment? I think it's outstanding. You know, I think it is. It's, uh, as I said, surpassed all expectations. And I don't want you kind of be Mister Negative and Mister, but you know yeah. what? No, because it's it's something I, I think I have to say. I think uh, okay, next season, I think the the Nuno will speak to his squad, the players, the players will have their individual targets, uh, the collective targets. What they and to go and do the same again is going to be so much harder, especially with Europe uh, Europa football as well. And this possibly. is possibly well, possibly. Yeah. Well, probably we're hoping. Yeah, if Man City win the cup. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So uh, it's a bugbear of mine that people keep going like, "Yeah, yeah but no, you've got your open." So I, this is what I'm saying. I think, uh, and I think even the, the fans' expectations and even even our expectations will probably be a little bit more so. Uh, and it's the second season in the, in the Premier League, and it's more difficult than the first. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of little things, and like we were having the, the, the talk coming in in the car, and you're saying just to kind of. For talk, mean argument. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's. I, I think you're saying about closing that gap between seventh and sixth. Yeah, that you said to me what would be the target for next year, and I said that um, really that 
as a top level for me, and I said this to Tim on air on Saturday, mm. that um, it's closing the gap towards the top six, not necessarily breaking into it. But if you're setting out at the start of the season, what do you want to achieve? You know, Looms is right in that um, it's going to be incredibly difficult even just to achieve what they've achieved yeah. this year. Massively. But the the way the club is moving that and the way Nuno always talks about continual improvement, you have to say, what is the next improvement? And for me, getting into the top six would be incredible, but it's very, very unlikely. So if you can narrow that gap down and keep building year on year, mm. then that's the, the genuine target. But if you've got the squad, and I assume they're going to they're gonna bring players in, especially yeah. if they make Europa League football, to play Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. I mean, I, I've, I've done it when I was with Middlesbrough. It's so really. Well, how many well, games did yeah, you play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travelling was as much as anything. It was hard <laughs> yeah. enough. It's it is very very difficult. So wouldn't you say that a good season would be a give it a run in the Europa League? Because I think if they did get in the Europa League, this kind of squad would actually would actually run pretty deep into the competition and then finish tenth, eleventh, twelfth. I think they could spend 100, 200 million pound in the summer and not get what they've done this season. Is that progression? Yeah, I think it's progressing bigger. I, I, I agree. Think so. I agree with that completely. But you've got to remember the Premier League is that's the bread and butter, mm. you know, and that's I think Nuno's talk about uh a progress in the club. I think they've they've massively jumped, you know, to where they are now. And then they've got ahead to understand of ahead of schedule. They understand if they do obviously next season finish a little bit less and that's still an improvement mm. for me, you know. Yeah, and that's something that people have got to deal with because they're massively ahead of schedule. They were ahead of schedule last year when they, when they won the title. Now they finished seventh. That's what, not what anyone was expecting. So so so, so where do you go from here? And, and there hasn't really been a bump in the road yet. It's been two years of, of constant improvement. So I think we may have to prepare that there'll be a bit of a blip next season, especially if they're in Europe. I, I can't see that not impacting on their league form. So... I'm sure this will be the kind of messages coming out of the club in the summer, I would have thought, just to temper expectations slightly. Yeah, I think there'll be... Look, Nuno even this year, as Tim knows full well from private conversations that we have around sure. uh, around st- stadiums, that I know that Nuno has spoken to Tim about this, that you know they don't want to get too far ahead, that you, know, you enjoy the time where you're at. Yeah. And there was a big moment, actually, after the FA Cup semi-final, when I was at the training ground after Nuno's press conference on a Friday. And we go upstairs as a media team and get some food and stuff. And um, one of the coaching staff came over to us. And he said, and he was talking about, you know, the, the feeling that a lot of fans had, and you guys would have had as well, that, you know, oh, so low after that semi-final. Mm. And he was like, you have to change the mindset from being sad that you didn't reach a final to celebrating that you reached the semi-final. And he said, that's the positivity that you have to take forwards because if you focus on the negative then you're not going to go anywhere so you have to celebrate what you're achieving and then know that you can still achieve more and you said earlier on in this podcast <clears throat> the to turn that around from that semi-final and then the Southampton game and to get their mindset back on it and to finish seventh and finish so strong is incredible really but that's that's man management that's that's one of I'd say Nuno's strong points I think with the players what he does individually with them I think that that gets harder when you bring in because recruitment they're definitely going to bring in players that and I think playing playing with what 16 to 18 players maybe 18, 19 players he's used out of the squad that'll be more so next season keeping everyone happy that's a, that's a completely different job for me, you know, and I think that's where his man management will come into it. But that's something that he, it's definitely a box that he, that he ticks, you know, and I think that's an important one. But again, 
when they recruit, when players, the competition's even greater. It's harder to keep everyone happy, you know, and then that's when he is going to be exhausted to the to the limits, really, doing doing what he does. What they're going to do, I think, this summer is, uh, as well as bringing reinforcements for the first team, it's going to be um, potential investment to the 23s. So the 23s done incredibly well this year. Rob Edwards and his staff, like Rob coming back to the club, the, a lot of players moved out. There was the experiment with Jamila in Spain and other players trying to get them out on loan. And that group of young players has done incredibly well. And if they can strengthen that, it gives them the options to keep the relatively small squad that Nuno wants yeah. at the first team level. I yeah. think Nuno privately will say that um, he wants slightly more than he's got now, which is, what, 16-plus goalkeepers. A couple more on top of that. Then another level of 23s yeah. gives them the capability to, to fight on different fronts, really. Yeah, well-deserved break for the guys this summer, but there is no rest for the wicked, including you too. You are venturing into the live podcast territory. I have no idea where you got that one from. Um, maybe the little podcast expression star. See if they sink or swim. Okay, bit of success. This is uh, some helium coming to the room. Gents, uh, tell us all about it. Um, well, we saw that you did it. And we thought it, yeah, wasn't, that a, might, it wasn't a disaster. <laughs> yeah, and we thought that looked all right, uh, so we might give that a go. Um, and then for some crazy reason, we appear to have booked the Grand Theatre, <laughs> biggest venue in Wolverhampton. Yeah. And like when my boss, genuinely, when my boss told me that he'd like booked the Grand, like I nearly fell out of the car when we were driving along because. Like, I don't know why we're doing this. I really don't. <laughs> like, it scares the bejesus out of me, the, the amount of people that might be there. Um, but yeah, we're doing Old Gold Club Live. Um, we decided that rather than do it in a tiny little room in the Steve Ball stand that we've kind of ended up in. All right, easy. Yeah. Well, it was all right for us first time round. <laughs> Honestly, like, we, we were recording in, we did all our episodes, people will notice. We did them all in... Um, one of the Billy Wright boxes that's yeah. become a TV studio yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. But they still use it in the week, so we're having to put all the equipment up and take it down. Oh. So we eventually got this permanent room. It's a tiny room. Where you have to go in the back way to the Steve Ballstone. It looks terrible. Like, taking Mick McCarthy up there was just ridiculous. <laughs> and we just thought, you know, this ends up being, like, just two other people in the room. And we kind of thought, the amount of arguing that me and Looms do, yeah. that needs to go to a bigger, bigger Absolutely. crowd. Absolutely, people love it. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing this live show, Friday 7th of June. Friday 7th of June. Tickets available from grandtheatre.co.uk. Start very reasonably priced at just £10. Love it. Um, they go up, but from start from £10. And there's an after party as well, is it? Yeah, there's going to be an after party, Oh, I hello. Think. Tim, Tim's Ooh, just perked up. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I might be able to sneak Tim in there. <laughs> Nathan, not so much. No, not so much. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're um, that's the plan at the minute, and John Richards is going to be there, the king. Fantastic. Um, and there will be other big names that we will announce in due course. All the guests that we've had. We've invited everybody who's been on, basically. Um, How much are you charging them? Uh, I'm not charging them anything. They get in for free. Free drinks. Uh, some of them replied and said, "Who dis." A few of them have just done. Yeah, a few of them have just done the classic blue tick uh, replies. But there will be there will be a load of guys there. Um, You know, people like Tomo, Jeff Palmer, Mo Kamara's come in. Brilliant. Mo Kamara's already asked me for a load of tickets. Oh, here we go. 
I love motorbits. Well, it's not awkward, is it? We just have to when he opens his restaurant and or his little bar in Paris. Then yeah, well, we're going to be we're going to be heading to his place in Techno yeah. quite a bit before, and I think just to try and make up <laughs> yeah. for this. Um, but yeah, there's going to be loads of guys, and uh, I think George Elakobi's coming. George is here, um, which will be funny. And so there's going to be a load of guys, and they're just going to be sat in the audience, so you Brilliant. can just meet them. That that's for free. Well, yeah, well, not for free because no. you're paying to get in. Well, yeah, it's true. But I mean, but that's the beauty of it. I think, like, I don't want it to be segregation. And you can't yeah. see them. It's just all going to be amongst amongst you. Yeah, amongst there's the no guys. VIP. It's just apart from Tim. Mm. You know, this it's just come along. There'll be some former players in the audience. There'll be some former players on stage that you can hear from. People can send us their questions and stuff they want to talk about, and hopefully just have a really good night. And what can fans expect from the evening? I genuinely don't know yet. It's um, going to be unscripted live. Yeah, fun. yeah, like, you know, people have seen the podcast. We have a general flavour to it, and there will be elements from that. So Looms' rundown, where, you know, you ask the former players who was the best. Yeah. I, I don't pay attention during that bit in the podcast. What, are we going to be doing that, are we? We might do, yeah. <laughs> we got, we get, get some. Got, there will be some. You change the question. There will sure. be some genuinely like fresh people to it, mm-hmm. um, alongside John on stage, which is yeah. really exciting. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's there's lots of different topics because hopefully we're going to be covering like forty odd years of Wolves history, and so there's loads of different things that have happened. That we can talk about. That's, <laughs> it could be quite a long night. Yeah, saying, yeah. <laughs> you know, there'll be some stuff that gets cut out. You know, and Looms will probably try and tell his Sheffield United story again. <laughs> I tell you what, what a great goal! Kyle Norton, it was. All the, all the story well. about how you know you didn't celebrate with Matt Jarvis and had to do press ups. Oh, not in the forest at home. No. Like, this, this, this is quality. This is absolute gold. I mean, get yourselves down there, guys. Uh, so Friday the 7th of June. Friday the 7th of June. Wolverhampton Grand Start Time. Uh, about 8 o'clock, I think. Just, just rock, up, just rock, rock up, up around yeah. there. Like You can see how much planning we've put into this already. <laughs> it will be planned by the time we do it. Tickets from 10 quid, which is, is an absolute bargain. It is a bargain. Um, are you going to be there? Uh, I hope so. I think I've just been invited. In the royal box, you'll be on your own. You can't see from there, apparently. Yeah, yeah, we've just been saying that it's not the best view, so that's where we're sticking Tim. James, thank you very much. You've definitely increased the content and um, thoroughly enjoyed having you as guests. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having us. Good luck. Friday the 7th of June. Get yourself tickets. Wolverhampton Grand. Right, Tim, we have got Liverpool. It is Liverpool. It's the final game of the season. I cannot wait. I've got to do uh, Championship. I've got to do Baggies. Baggies versus Villa first on the Saturday. Uh, well, you know, we all, we all mock you for having to go to the Hawthorns, but that will be a cracker. It should be a cracker. Looking forward to it. Um, can't, got to think that Villa are going to win that game, though. 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, at, one at the Hawthorns? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a, it's a oh, Villa Park. Oh, it's a Villa Park. Villa Sorry. Park. What would you say? Uh, I, think it's, I can see a couple of 3-2s in this. Really? Well, do you know, they're both... Albion scored 87 this year, and Villa scored 82. Yeah. And the top scorers in last season's championship scored 82, Ooh. which is Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah. So it just shows you uh, they're not good. I think they've, Millwall have conceded just as many as, as them both. Mm-hmm. So they're all about scoring and conceding. I can't see it being tight because they can't defend that well. No. So it's going to be an absolute cracker. I'm going to I'm going to order a Sky Sports Day Pass Ooh. just to watch it, I think. Really? Yep. Just go, can you just go to the pub and watch it for free? Yep. Okay. You're not going to order it. I guarantee you're not, you're not spending money on stuff that you don't need to. Um, so that's the appetizer before the main course, which is Liverpool against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now, a lot of people discussing the team. What team will he pick? What team will Nuno pick? 
First of all, we're going to hear from Harry Leather, who is digital news editor and big Liverpool fan about the Liverpool side of things. So I'm here with Harry Leather and I can say that he was in the cop last night to see that stunning comeback. Harry, how was it for you? That is absolutely astonishing to be I was there moment. Potentially the most, the ultimate I was there moment of all time. Unbelievable. It's been said by everybody in every interview last night, but it really is the only word. It was absolutely unbelievable. I really thought we had no chance, was completely relaxed beforehand, probably more relaxed than even a normal Premier League game because we just weren't first, wanted to see a good game of football. Yeah. And then it just got better and better and better and wow, just wow. When At what point in the game did you think, OK, we've got a real chance here? Was it when it went when it went 2-0 early in the second half? Yeah, exactly. I turned to my brother at that point and said, right, we've just got to keep it tight here. Two goals... Keep it tight, nick one late on, and then instead of keeping it tight, we scored again two minutes later. And from then on, I I couldn't barely speak. The nerves were just incredible. I mean, just to see the celebrations at full time was stunning, really. Walk on, and then all there in a, in a huge line facing was, the cop. I mean, it was wow. brilliant. It was just, I've, I've never seen so many people stay in the state. All the Barca fans, I pres- don't think they were just being kept behind. They all genuinely stayed to be part of it. Yeah. And then Beatles track after Beatles track from the from the DJ, all sorts of emotions, tears everywhere, disbelief, hands on heads. Amazing, amazing. Did, I assume you've seen Barcelona's tweet at 1-0 one nil, one nil down. No. You haven't seen Barcelona's tweet, the no. official Twitter account? <laughs> official Twitter account when it was 1-0 uh, said, um, we score, Liverpool need five, and we're going to get at least one, agreed? <laughs> I mean, absolutely astonishing. Thanks, Barca. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, better than Istanbul for you? Oof. I mean, I didn't go to Istanbul, which changes things. Uh, Best live game you've seen, obviously, ever, surely. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. I can't think of anything that top that. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. But, I mean, Istanbul, we had an awful team, whereas now we have got a brilliant team, admittedly, without two more. Mm. There's always a chance. But just the fact we managed to keep a clean sheet, and, well, yeah, never saw it coming. I mean, no, I don't think anyone did. And it was it was astonishing. Um, and, look... Game on, game on Sunday now. Last game of the season takes a little bit of a different twist now with with Liverpool in the in, in the Champions League final. How do you see Liverpool lining up? What's the status of uh, would you say of Salah, of Firmino, of Robertson? Are any of those three likely to play? Are they all likely to play? I'd say Salah, I presume, is a given because it's concussion. You give him X amount of days and then he's back. Firmino, I don't. It's not a certainty, but if anyone can get over injuries quickly, it's Firmino. The guy's very rarely out for more than a game or two. Sure. Uh, and likewise, Andy Robbo, I imagine, will do anything to uh, to play. There's no confirmation on his injuries yet. Looked like it might have been a dead leg, so mm-hmm. hopefully he'll be back. And he is pretty critical to the way we play, as is Firmino. So sure. I think Klopp, to be honest, I think if there's any chance they can play, they will. There's no point resting for the Champions League final. You don't think they go that you know they think that they go all out. You say you would, would say full, yeah, full Klopp, strength. Klopp doesn't really like resting unless he's in the FA Cup against Wolves. Um, he doesn't particularly rest players. Uh, but if you've got half league. fit for Mini or seventy percent for Mini, do you risk him knowing that? You I know, guess he's on the bench. doing that with Sturridge. Okay, on the bench, but I mean Sturridge shouldn't be anywhere near the team. He's not good enough. Just not good enough. Mm. Origi, as we saw last night, has got it into play brilliantly. Yeah. But we do have to ch- slightly change the way we play without Firmino. And the thing is, Firmino is more important than Salah to the team. If he, so I think Klopp will do anything to at least get him half an hour on the mm-hmm. on the pitch. Because at the end of the day, if if City lose and then we we sure. don't win the league because we've rested players, absolutely, yeah, unforgivable. 
if Man City, let, let's let's take it um, another step. Obviously, Man City going to Brighton. You've got to expect that they're probably going to win. However, stranger things have happened. If in this game, and we'll say that Klopp starts his full strength lineup, Man City go two 0 up early. Let's say at half time, or you know, just before the break. Then does Klopp start taking off your big boys, knowing that knowing that why are we risking them for an extra 30, 40 minutes, or is it just a regular game? No, absolutely not. I th- I'd say almost the opposite. You go even further to try and win, even by more goals against Wolves, and just hope that something happens with uh, with Brighton. It's really not in Klopp's manner to to do anything other than try to win mm-hmm. and and to win it by as many goals as possible. But won't be easy because Wolves have obviously given them you know a game and an FA Cup. Great memories, and they haven't. They've taken points of every single top six club this season, apart from Liverpool in the league. Uh, won't be walking the park. No, I mean it was a cracker of a game at Molyneux last time around, as is every Liverpool Wolves game. Yeah. Um, but I think actually last night will have a huge impact positively for Liverpool because after after the Leicester result and company's outrageous strike, every fan and I'm sure the players as well were really dejected and down having gone through the mill against Newcastle and then City score that. And then to suddenly have that amazing victory last night, I think right. the players will be flying. I think that'll give them loads of confidence. I I am slightly nervous, but I'm still pretty confident we should we should come through and, and comfortably win. Score prediction then, please, Mr. Leather. It does caveat of who plays, who doesn't. Okay. Full strength team, 3-0, 3-1 Liverpool. Wowza, okay. Oh, confidence up. He's chip, he's chip after that result. Harry, thank you very much for coming in. So, Tim, on the Wolves side of things, yep. uh, how are we looking? A lot of people are saying, do you play your full-strength side? Let's say that, the, of course, the Fulham, the side that, that, that started against Fulham with your full-strength, would you play that team or do you see him making some changes? I think you... I think you play full strength, don't you? Like I said, it's a huge occasion. I, I can't see him resting players for, uh, for the sake of it and giving token appearances uh, with a game of this magnitude. Wolves have got a chance to go and do something here, and they can prey on. When you say they've got a chance to go and do something, what what is that something? Because in the grand old scheme of things, they're not moving anywhere. They're finishing seventh. So just to just to show how good they are again against the top six clubs. Yeah, I think I think so. But well, I mean that they can do something, as in they can go and get a result. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm convinced of that they can prey on Liverpool's nervousness, their anxiety, um, and they will they will enjoy playing on the counter attack. Liverpool have to come at them because Liverpool have to win the game, and they've looked a little bit leggy in recent weeks. Liverpool, I know they've still been winning. A um, couple of injury problems, you know. We'll see how Salah and Firmino bear, bearing up for the weekend. And they run close by Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, Wolves, Wolves always rise to the big occasion and the big stadiums. They've done it all throughout the season. They've beaten the big six. They've been fearless at Wembley, at Old Trafford, at the Emirates, at Stamford Bridge, at Wembley as yeah. well. You know, yeah, they yeah, do yeah. not mind, as in for the cup. They do not mind where where they play. Um, they will rise to the occasion and they will fancy hitting Liverpool on the counter-attack. They really will. And I really hope Nuno plays his strongest team. Um, 1,600 votes. Um, if the Wolves team versus Fulham was strongest 11, how many changes would you make against Liverpool? Now, seventh is guaranteed. Zero. Play strongest team, 69%. Yep. One to two, small tinker, 19%. Three to five changes, 8%. And play the under 23s, 4%. Now, I did a... I did had a chat with with Bully last week on our on our regular Ask Bully, and he suggested that he would play the under twenty threes again in this game if they had seventh secure. Which obviously everybody went crazy. What are you talking about, Bully? And 
Yes, I think that's a little bit extreme. However, yeah. he did he did back up his point, and I think this is is a fair shout in the fact that a lot of these players um, with last season with the World Cup they didn't get a lot of downtime. Now with the preseason starting very early, they're going to go to China. They're going to have Euro- Europa League football, and pretty much from that channel, week before week before China, so very early July, that's when their season starts. And there's nothing until the winter break, I believe, which will come into force um, at the end of, of you know the, the next season. So giving these players an extra week, which is actually going to be twenty percent of their summer off, doesn't make doesn't sound stupid, does it? Um, I'm not sure if preseason it- will start any earlier though. Okay. They got seven weeks off last year. I think they'll still get seven weeks off this year. Some of them didn't get seven weeks off though. People who win the World Cup. Yeah. Well, no, but they'll. Some of them. Yeah, you're right. They came back a bit later, but I, I don't think they'll bring pre-season forward um, because they've got these Europa League games. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to be 100 percent match sharp and match fit for mm-hmm. that if they're in the Europa League for yeah. the first qualifier. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think they'll still get their holiday. I would fear that if they put a load of under 23 kids into the game and got shellacked yeah. five or six nil then that's a pretty damaging experience to have for you on your debut mm-hmm. so these as we said earlier these guys look fit they don't look tired another 90 minutes at Anfield and, and that's it season over so would I, you not I would play full strength okay so let's take so you don't think a play Will Norris in goal no if no I don't I, I, or Max Kilman. No, I think if there are a couple of obvious options if Trey had proved himself to be a, a really decent alternative up front then I could see him starting However, his position now seems to be right wing back. You've got to play Matt Doherty. You have to. Would you not um, say that Raul needs a rest, though? Do you think that this week will benefit him? Do you know, the international um, schedule will be an interesting one, too. If, if all these guys are going to get called up, in, I mean, Matt Doherty's just been called up for a training camp. Yeah. There's qualifiers at the start of June as well. If everyone's playing internationals, as I'm assuming most of them will be, then that may be taken into account. Mm-hmm. But if you take Raul Jimenez out of that team, then Wolves won't, won't win. Sure. For me, okay. he's the most important player in terms of formation. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure. Maybe Vinagre for Johnny would be an obvious one that can slot in. Okay. Maybe Saiz for Dendonka might be an easy one that can kind of slot in. Mm. But otherwise, you've not. This is an issue, right? They haven't got these ready-made alternatives necessarily on the bench because when you bring them in, they tend to weaken the eleven. Yeah. So, I think you go full strength. Okay, full strength. So. It is Wolverhampton Wanderers against Liverpool. We'll finish off with some predictions. Jack, work experience. Jack, Mr. Jack Perry, can we give? Uh, can you give us your prediction, Palage? Uh, two nil Wolves. Two nil Wolves. Scorer, first goal scorer. Uh, Jimenez and Jota. Jimenez and Jota, Diogo Jota. I shall say that that's, it's that's gonna, bold. By the way, it's very, it's very bold. Get yourself a bet on that. Um, I'm going to say they get they get turned over two one. Uh, at Anfield, um, yeah, 2 0 and then 2 1. Be 2 0 Liverpool and then we'll, we'll have a consolation. Go on, Tim, you've backed it all well for a few weeks now that they're going to do something, so you've got to back it up. I think Man City will score early on okay. against Brighton, okay. probably being a 2 0 lead early doors. Mm-hmm. Everyone at Anfield will know that. I think the occasion will, will die and there'll be a bit of a Relaxed free for all on the pitch, and Wolves will claim a 2 2 draw. Claim a 2 2 draw, really? I think so. 
it would be lovely to take points off all the top six this season. Of course, they've done it against everybody apart from Liverpool. Yeah, they got schooled by Liverpool. It's the only one they haven't got anywhere near, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would be like I said, away from home. Was do you feel Salah will be fit? Do you think they'll all be fit for that game? I think they'll all play. Yeah, they have to play. Even yeah. if they're only fifty percent, they'll play. Yeah, that's true. You forgot abuse of the week. It's abuse <laughs> of the week. Abuse of the week. Abuse of the. <laughs> We... It's a beast of the week. Ka 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 ka. What are you talking about? I forgot about it. Say the best to last. We ended every single podcast this season on predictions. Oh, on abuse there of the no week. On oh, abuse of the week. <laughs> I just got a couple of tweets I wanted to share with yeah, you. Yeah, please do. Everyone listens to abuse. I mean, they might as well just fast forward to the very end because that's what they—that's what they're listening for. Um, Tim Spears getting abused. Nice little flag oh, spotted yeah. at the Fulham game. With a picture of Ruben Neves, it says, I think, therefore, I yam yam. Oh, very good. Well, it was very good. Very, very clever. good. Very, very, very clever. Yes, yeah, I, I shouldn't sound so surprised, but you know, it was very clever. Um, so I, I there just. There were people at Pernell's for me, by the way, on Saturday night. <laughs> nice. That's, I, I <laughs> bet, you, bet you were delighted with that. Um, anyway, I'll just tweet that saying, I, I love this. Uh, Anthony, who's a West Brom fan, mm. is saying, Of course you love this. You also love kids. Wow. Uh, it was a bit unnecessary, really. <laughs> Uh, accusations of paedophilia yeah. not really necessary no. um, I stuck a tweet out asking for questions from this podcast yes no, no, you can't get abused for asking the question for the well, podcast well I didn't actually but somebody else did oh. can we get man sized nappies to fit around Judah's chin when the guy starts babbling on the SHIT really comes out of his mouth wow that's from Mick Wolves fan it appears to be a Wolves fan oh, excellent yes. news yeah, it's abuse of the week. No, it's abuse of the week for you. Um, it's been a pleasure, Jack. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Cheers, Jack. Thank you for having me. We really enjoyed it. Um, myself, Mr. Timothy Spears, Mr. Joe Edwards, Shelby Anfield on Sunday. Fingers crossed they can finish the season on a high. It's been an amazing journey. We shall see you on Sunday. From all of us, take care. Bye-bye.